0: This time on Holy Ghost Notes. I found myself talking to the house. I'd
1: like that. I've been dealing with a lot of stress recently. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. My name is Matt Greiner and I have Tim Anderson, my co-host. What's up? It is Tuesday, May 23rd today. Mm -hmm. This episode comes out in two days. On Thursday, May 25th. That's right. We are not cutting it as close as we usually do. Maybe after 100 episodes, we've learned (laughs) a thing or two about a thing or two. Or have we? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've learned. Have we? Uh, No. No. We actually haven't learned. <laughs> we were originally <laughs> scheduled for tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we were. E- I pulled yep. it back. Gave yes, myself a little yes, more we time. Were. Yeah, that's good. So on that note, uh we talked about this a little bit in pre-roll, but I, I am personally curious about your life right now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... F- <laughs> 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 it's kind of fascinating to me because for once... I'm home. Yes. And I get to go to bed in my own house and I get to wake up here and go to sleep here and drive my own vehicle. And my life's sort of structured again. Yeah. And I'm talking to you, um, hearing about a little bit about what your life's been like with selling a house, buying a new house, not being able to transition everything over there yet. So you're kind of in limbo for a bit. Uh, congratulations on selling your house. Congrats on the new place. I can't wait to see pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, I saw some video. But um, you had mentioned earlier that you go over there every day. Can can you just talk a little bit more about what it's like to have a full-time job, two kids? And what is it like, what, what time do you go over there? What are you doing? Mm. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> That's probably the most important question. Well, uh, so the time varies.
0: Um, I've actually been able to work over there the last couple days. We officially moved in on Saturday. And by move in, I mean, move all our stuff over there. Um, Okay. So between Saturday and, well, Saturday we had a 20 foot truck, got all the furniture and the big stuff over there throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Then Sunday we kind of took, multiple carloads of whatever was left and we were cleaning. And then um, we uh, officially sold yesterday. So I was at the old house uh, till probably 1 a.m. on Sunday or Monday morning, I suppose. Uh, just cleaning, Ooh, getting wait it ready. A second.
1: You just sold yesterday?
0: Uh, yesterday, yesterday, yeah.
1: Wow. Yep. And you moved
0: on we Saturday. We moved on Saturday, uh, sold yesterday. And so yesterday was Monday, Sunday evening uh we were there until very late, just cleaning, straightening up, kind of doing the quote unquote you know broom clean broom sweep uh or sweep clean, I forget what they call it uh in preparation for the new like broom uh, clean. the new owners uh we really did more of a deep clean <laughs> if I do say so myself, yeah um I believe but you that. know uh, painting and you know, uh, cleaning up like the, the holes in the walls, spackling, uh, a sweep phew,
1: on sweeping. top of yeah, everything, everything else. Yeah.
0: It, it was a lot. Um, but, uh, we got, did you have help or was it, it was just my wife and I, you and your yeah. wife. Um, and where were the kids? Uh, the kids were with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law did come okay. over and, and help a little bit, uh, on Sunday as well. He took a couple car loads, Of stuff out of there. Um, So that was Sunday, Um, Monday, you know, back to normal life, so to speak, meaning, you know, job starts at 8 a.m. and carries on until four or (laughs) five. It was the last day that my son could ride the bus to school and be dropped off um, because it was the last day that we legally. Owned that house and we're living <laughs> in that district, <laughs> so he'll oh be able to gosh. finish out his uh, school year at that school, um, but can no longer ride the bus. So that's an, oh a completely different uh, <laughs> hurdle that we're. I never thought that about that. Over.
1: Seriously, they won't. Yeah, it's weird. They
0: won't pick him up because he's at a different. He's in a, he lives a in a district, dress. different district, and we're paying different taxes. I guess I, I don't know. It's it's all strange, but he does get to finish out at that school, which is good. Then we don't have to switch like, I mean, there's like a few weeks left in the school year. It would be a shame for him to have to like join a new classroom with all new kids and a new teacher. It's like, it makes no sense, especially like in kindergarten. It's just so, so thankfully we were able to stay at the current school. We just have to figure out how to get him there and how to pick him up. So um, that's uh, that's the big change that's happened uh, as of today.
1: And what time does he have to be at school? Uh, is it, pretty it is early?
0: Uh, no, no. It's uh, it's half day kindergarten here in Hillsborough, New okay. Jersey. Um, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's like a twelve fifteen drop off, and then like a three o'clock. pickup. Oh, okay. So it's really it's a short nice. day, and it's it's not hard, yeah. not hard to do. Um, but definitely cuts into the routine. I, I would say, like overall, this whole this entire process, it's been really difficult. It's been really stressful probably one of the hardest things that I've done as far as just keeping my mental stability in check, you know, like, like being able to stay on top of things. I I feel extra forgetful. (laughs) Like just there's so much (laughs) that I have to keep stored in my mind. Um, but I, I would say overall, this has probably been the hardest on the kids because they just Mm. don't know what's going on. There's no routine. Nothing's normal. Um, even though we have this new house, there's, like we're not living there. So, and they only see it here yet. and there. And when they go back, there's massive change, you know, whether it's con- the construction that happened is, is pretty much done at this point or the, uh, you know, furniture being set up or things being unpacked. Like last time I, uh, my son Caden was there, like most of his toys were out. So he was excited about that, but it was just very different than the time right. prior than that you know so
1: and you bought all new furniture so he doesn't recognize yeah, yeah there's some new
0: furniture there's still no kitchen so even though it resembles a, a nice brand new house there's still this whole section of the house empty that's room. yeah completely empty That you still see the slab right. you know <laughs> so it's like right uh, it's the not most painted. important part of the yeah, house yeah pretty much the central uh is hub. it
1: just a matter of like oh man we had a, a deadline here or a timeline and it just it didn't pan out. We couldn't get the stuff in Contractor got too busy. Yeah. Well, we, we did a real
0: rush job on this. Uh, we pretty much completely okay. redid the entire house in, in a matter of two months, which is insane. Oh my gosh. Um, and there was just no way to get the cabinets delivered.
1: On well, I was going to say, even with like on, yeah. on top of the workload and the rush, you have supply chain mm-hmm. issues, uh, Apparently, I mean that's that's what you hear people say yeah. constantly, no matter what it right. is. And of course, yeah, some of that has to be there, true. There Maybe not so all much. of it, but you're yeah. you're doing a whole house, so certainly you're going to be hit by some mm-hmm. of that. Um in all actuality. Yeah. And in fact, you was The kitchen. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Part of it's supply chain. Part of it's like we blew out a wall and we were waiting to see, okay, the supporting beam that we need to put in, is it going to be fully flush with the ceiling or is it going to have to, is it going to mm. jut down? We had no idea. We had to plan out the cabinet structure, some, you know, somewhat based on that, somewhat based on where electric was going to be run and th- you know things of that nature so there's a lot that was up in the air and then as soon as like pretty much the day that we figured it all out we went and ordered the cabinets um, but uh, you know then we had to check the blueprints double check that everything was lining up properly and then place the order and then it's you know, like four to seven weeks or something it's turns out it's going to be closer to seven (laughs) so it's just you know how the cookie crumbles and then once the cabinets are Mm -hmm. delivered then we have to wait like you know three or four weeks for the uh countertops to be delivered and uh unfortunately we decided that our sink was going to be bolted to the countertop so we also will not have a sink until the countertops are delivered (laughs) so Mm -hmm. there's just you know all kinds of stuff uh but yeah. All in all it's 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 good. Um the timing as far as where money was being moved around all worked out which was the biggest concern of mine. Um and uh feels good to be like pretty much like everyone's paid and you know. Yeah. There's no uh like interest being accrued right now that I can't you mm-hmm. know manage. That's so it's awesome. just
1: it's man that feels yeah, good. It's good. So you had all this money come in and then all this money go out. It's just like farming. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Cash flow. And it feels so good to get those bills paid Mm -hmm. and have things tidied up. It feels
0: good just to have one house again, you know? like (laughs) like To have what? Just to have one house, house. like (laughs) not owning two houses because (laughs) I felt responsible for both. And there were things that it was just like back and forth, back and forth. Couldn't really focus on one or the other. And so now I have one house that I can right. kind of focus on. I'm not living there yet. I'm living with, for those of you that didn't tune into the pre-roll, <laughs> I'm living with my in-laws right now <laughs> uh, in-laws. in lieu of a, of a kitchen um, and some major unpacking and
1: organizing that needs to happen prior to us actually functioning And even on, on top of everything else, now you you had to make the decision, okay, what goes to the house we have in limbo? Mm-hmm. Like we need certain things. Yeah, with That's us. That's right. And you you can't make that all happen immediately. <laughs> yeah. So then you're making trips to the new house to grab things that you forgot. Yeah. The
0: last week at, at the townhouse at my old house was very strange. Cause we were trying to pack everything that we possibly could. So we basically packed everything except for our clothes but we had to pack for a week, one more week in the townhouse, then a week at my in-laws after we technically moved And then next week, we're going to the beach. So we also had to pack for vacation. (laughs) So we were packing for three weeks in advance. So that's kind of where we're at right now, like kind of living out of suitcases, realizing, oh, we didn't pack this that's why you're not wearing pants. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) But despite, it sounds like I'm complaining about a lot. Typical Zoom call. It's been crazy, but everything is... (laughs) Everything is really good. I'm very thankful for how everything worked out. Um, the contractor that we worked with was just phenomenal, uh, saved That's us so awesome. much money in the long run. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt like he was like my dad in the process. Like he was kind of like that father mm-hmm. figure, like kind of helping us make decisions and telling us what the right thing to do is, but not making the decision mm-hmm. for us, rather, you know, just showing us yeah. the option. You know, it was, it was a really uh, encouraging How process. How old is this guy? Is he in his 50s? He's, uh, yeah, he's probably in his like late 50s, uh, early 60s. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. But uh, that's, that's just, yeah. it's so wild to think about. I have one question that I've wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about this whole thing, and then we can move on to our topics. Okay. If you'd like. I would that like that. Is. I'd like that. My question is, it may have been at the very end of your time at the townhouse. It might have been a week beforehand or the last month. But tell me about a moment you remember that you won't forget about your townhouse in the later stages. Mm. So it's empty. You're closing the door for the last time or... You're patching a hole in the wall, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this room's empty. This is the last time I'll ever be in here. Or you're vacuuming a room for the last time, taking pictures of it. Tell me about something like Mm. that, because you guys spent a while there. Yeah, we spent seven years there. And we recorded every single Holy Ghost episode in that townhouse. And since then, you've been in, like, three different locations, (laughs) and I've been on tour, so it's been a little bit of a whirlwind
0: yeah um you know it kind of all hit me the night that i was so at, at some point my wife went back uh to be with the kids and i was there by myself just cleaning and finishing everything up at the at the old house and that's kind of when it hit me i think i was i was there alone with my thoughts as you know i'm a pretty nostalgic person i'm a pretty sentimental person mm-hmm. and it was just like Kind of wave after wave of memories, and I, I actually I wrote something I posted it on Facebook, I think. Um, oh, I read
1: this this yeah, morning, and it was. And I don't usually see people's posts on Facebook because I don't get yeah. on Facebook much, but I saw this, and I saw your wife post a <laughs> comment about <laughs> yeah. how you were cleaning the house, and I I didn't even think about the fact that you're selling a house and buying a house. I just mm. thought, oh, you're you're just cleaning. Yeah. A house. Who cares? But it it makes sense. It would have been your old house. Yeah.
0: I was feeling very, very nostalgic. The weird thing for me was that there were memories that were popping up that um, at the time were insignificant. You know, they weren't, they didn't mean a whole lot. There wasn't like a whole lot there that was like, this is something I'll always remember. But then when I'm cleaning this house and realizing this is, these are my last moments here in this place, I was just flooded with these memories of things that happened. Mm. Um, I mean, everything from the more significant memories, just like uh, like my my first and only two kids being born there, um, you know, it being the first house that I bought, you know, adopting the dogs and having the dogs there for a while, uh, starting the podcast, building the drum room. Uh, both my kids took their first steps. You know, there were so many really big, <sighs> Uh, milestones that happened there. But in addition to that, I was even just like thinking of like random things that happened like in the backyard, on the deck, uh, in the kitchen, like just silly memories uh, that again, Hmm. I didn't realize held value to me until I was about to like leave that place entirely. Um, Hmm. So I think that was probably the big thing. Like I was in go mode for the last two, three right. months, didn't really have a chance to stop. But then all of a sudden I was kind of forced yep. to just be there. There was no furniture, no belongings. It was just an empty Nobody house. Nobody else. Nobody else, just myself sitting there. We're not sitting, standing, pushing a broom or pushing a Swiffer or vacuuming or painting nail holes. You know, like I was there by myself and it was just, um, it was, I don't want to say painful, but it was it was almost painful because mm-hmm. I was just there were so many emotions and so many memories and so many things hitting mm-hmm. me all at once that uh, yeah it was it was a crazy it was a crazy experience. I found myself uh, talking to the house, even though the house isn't alive, and it was it was almost prayerful in a way. Not not I don't want to say like I was praying mm-hmm. to the house or anything like that. But I literally like said out, out loud, like, I know you can't hear me. I know you're, you're not alive, but thank you. Like, yeah. you, like <laughs> you sheltered a, like a lot of things in my life. A lot of big mm-hmm. moments. I've grown more in the last seven years here in this house than anywhere else in my entire life. Like more things yeah. that have made sure. me who I am have happened here in this house in Are many ways 30... because of this house.
1: Three,
0: I'm 34? 33 I had to think about that okay. for a sec. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow, I can't believe I guessed <laughs> That's that. That's pretty good. <laughs> First time. So you you got that place when you were 26. Mm-hmm. 27. Yeah, Twenty-six. Okay. The cover of this episode should be a house. I like that. It should be it should be a house. Not your house necessarily, but just a house. Mm-hmm. A stock image <laughs> yeah, of okay. a house. With the door open. Because uh, this is a big moment. And I think it'd be cool if you look back on this episode and you remember what you just said over the last 15 yeah. minutes. It's 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 cool and it's important. Like you said about memories, it's wild when you think about something in the past. You, you couldn't have known when you were making those memories that they were going to be a big deal. That's right. Or that you'd be looking back. Yeah. But that's... That's how all of life is. When we were talking about a verse at Connect Group last week at my Bible study. Someone made a great point and said, you know, there was this attention to detail about things that that couldn't have been a big deal. Like they didn't really matter. But they were included in the gospel. Hmm. And you're like, "Why?" Yeah. Well, because Jesus, <clears throat> um, things, th- things in life in general—not just with our faith—but things that aren't a big deal are uh, are usually the things that matter. You know, nothing, nothing great um, comes from only the big moments, from the fireworks. Yeah, right. They usually come in small baby steps, seemingly insignificant. And here you were walking out of this place for the last time and you're looking back at all these things that matter. I mean, I imagine this is like the end of our lives. When we look back and we say, what is it that really mattered? And people, people always say, well, it's not money. It's not how much you could have worked. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's the relationships. Well, what are relationships? Laughing, talking, not talking, fighting, hiking, walking, cleaning, sleeping, like it's, mm-hmm. they're all, it's just normal aspects right. of life. That's what you look back on and you remember. That's right. So that's, that's pretty cool to think it about. Is. And, um, and it, it happened. You bought this place. You lived there for seven years and now you don't live there yeah. anymore. I'm
0: still wrapping right up my now mind you, around
1: it. Yeah. It hasn't really hit yet. And, and, and mm-hmm. now it's on to the next mm-hmm. thing. Now you move on. It happened. Now what? I think that's a pretty good attitude for life in general. That's true. Be reflective, think about it, take it in, learn from it, remember it. And
0: And appreciate uh, it. Now let's keep try your best to appreciate it while you're in it. You know, Mm -hmm. like I realized that the reason why most of those memories were uh, significant, even though they felt insignificant at the time is because of who I was with at the time. It was because of, you know, that's what you said. Because I was with my dogs. It was because I was with my mm-hmm. wife. it was because I was with my kids, you know it was it was because of who was involved in that experience that made that memory that made it impactful and it was like how many you know mm-hmm. there's things that are happening even today or tomorrow after the fact outside of this house that I can actually put more stock into, you know, actually really mm-hmm. appreciate more uh, while I'm in it because. Mm-hmm. who knows this could be the memory that pops up down the road when this place isn't here anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. had much less to do with the house, yeah. I think, and much more to do with the people that were surrounding me is how I should uh, yeah.
1: phrase it, I suppose. So, yep. Yep. But that could be a topic in yeah, and of itself. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I have a story I'm thinking of about um, when I had uh, jaw surgery in 2008, I believe I shaved my beard. Oral I went surgery, to a maxiofacial. Huh? Oral surgery, nice. yep. And um, you know, it was it was a big <clears> moment. <throat> I don't I don't remember anything about the the big moments of it, but I do remember eating yogurt, sipping yogurt in my parents' basement with an electronic drum set in front of me, thinking, "Man, I hope I can get back on the mm-hmm. kit." I have to play at Purple Door in two weeks, I'm not sure I can do it, right? It's, it's just those little things. Surgery, I don't, I don't really remember much about before or after, but yeah, you nailed it. Okay, well, on to the uh, drum topic for the day. How to play drums like Tim Anderson. <laughs> Take it away, buddy. Yes, well, our drum topic
0: today, uh, and I'm actually going to, to reference my text to you because I felt like that, uh, summed it up pretty well, but the the drum topic is check yourself. Um, check yourself, check yourself, uh, check your emotions Mm -hmm. before you play. Um, Hmm. and this actually kind of applies to life as well, but I want to take it specifically from a drumming standpoint. As they usually do. As they usually (laughs) do because we take a, a kind of a mental approach to drumming. Um, so the, the idea or the, what I'm thinking about is I can oftentimes attribute how I play uh, to how I'm feeling. If, uh, if I need to get aggression out when I sit down on the kit and play, how I play mirrors that emotion that I'm feeling before I sit down that aggression shows through. Um, And a lot of people might not realize this. A lot of drummers might not realize Mm. this, Um, Mm -hmm. but I can almost always tell when a drummer is on stage or does, or, you know, plays music, uh, even for a living in some time, you know, at some times, um, I can tell when they're just up there for it to be a release or for it to Mm -hmm. just be like, you know, like, I'm just here because I'm going to get drunk after this. And, mm. I, you know, I'm playing because I get free beer at the club or, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, or my, you know, my, my cool. girlfriend dumped me and I'm just, you know, I'm so angry and now I just play drums in this band. <laughs> like I can tell when that's, when that's the emotion behind sitting down on the kit. I can also tell um, when like a drummer or a musician is off Like when Mm something, I can tell, like you can see it when something's something's not right. right. Yeah. Especially if you've seen this band play like many times, you can tell when you go to that show and they're having an off night, you can, it shows through like.
1: Oh yeah. And I had a couple of shows like that on the last tour. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? And even my crew, well, especially my crew knows, but it's Mm -hmm. like, ah, yeah, I noticed Matt was making this face or was doing this or wasn't doing this. Yes. I hate hearing yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to know that you did something and could have done it another way, but instead you didn't, and the moment's mm-hmm. gone. Oh, my gosh. I know. Gosh. Yeah, it's, I just had really bad deja vu. Uh, saying that. <laughs> really? That's weird. That's like the other day I was driving around, and um, have you heard of Blue Ball? Yes, it's like uh, Pennsylvania. Pretty close to Gap. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to Gap. I was driving around there, and I... <laughs> I, f- I feel like I just said what I said there. That's weird. As I was driving. Yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so so I kind of wanted to just,
0: I guess, uh, preface the topic with just this idea of um, the importance of like checking yourself before you go on stage. Because mm-hmm. it was something that I realized that I did um, as a musician. And I realized it not so much when I was playing drums Uh, but when I was a um a singer and guitarist lead singer guitarist Mm -hmm. and I realized that like my performance um was almost always impacted by how I was feeling prior if I was angry or frustrated or annoyed Mm -hmm. about something going into that show it always played into my performance um Mm-hmm. but that held true for myself as a drummer. Um, you know, if I was just exhausted and didn't want to be there, maybe I still played the parts, right. Maybe I didn't mess up, but oftentimes uh, I didn't perform as well. And you could, and it, and it showed. Yeah.
1: Through. Um, I, I've done a lot of thinking about this and <laughs> I don't really have a great answer. <laughs> yeah,
0: Cause you're human. Um, And this is what happens. Oh my gosh,
1: man. (laughs) You think you have it figured out. We shot a live album in Pittsburgh on this last tour. 20-year anniversary tour. And I had it in my my periphery, peripheral, periphery, the entire tour. (laughs) So you're thinking, okay, I have to be on that night. That's the show I got to play as as good as I can, as well as I can. And there are nights on tour you play really well. And you're thinking, if I can play like that, it'll be awesome. And there are nights on tour you play not so well. And you're like, okay, if I can play that well or better, I'll still be okay. Well, this opportunity opened up later on the second leg of the tour than what I had thought. And that's, that's fine. By that point, you've played 35 shows, right? You've played the set 35 times. We have two different sets. So you've played the set 16 times. You're good to go. The video team's gonna be there, seven people, seven cameras, plus a GoPro, two GoPros on you. Uh, I don't know, 1,500 people in Pittsburgh, beautiful venue. Well, I didn't really think about this at the time, but this venue is where my pack died, my wireless pack and i lost click during king of sorrow which was the first song we came out to on the between the Bird and me tour two buddies of mine came out stood side stage i lost the click as my pack died because i sweated it out prior to me having a fan i lost the click i lost the song it was awkward and i remember this happening at stage ae in pittsburgh so we, so here we are we're back we do sound check i'm nervous i am nervous and Everyone's telling me, don't be nervous. My drum tech said, if you play even as well as you do when you don't feel like you play well, you'll be fine. So I do everything the same. I, I focused on sound check. I felt good. I had everything ready to go. I sat up on my seat after teaching as people were funneling in just to get myself mentally ready. Everything's set up the way it should. It's tuned, new cymbals. Mm-hmm. But in your head, you know. Yeah. You're going to be shooting this live DVD, so which which means we're capturing the audio from the performance. Everything else can be re-recorded but drums because drums require the room. Guitars, bass, vocals. We can quantize the drums. We can beat detect them, but there still has to be something of quality there. Mm -hmm. So I go get dinner at this place called Burgatory. Then I go get change. It's around... 8:50. I go for a run earlier than usual because Ray wants me in at 9:10, 10 minutes early to do some video and get ready, right? It's all about this shoot. All the other bands know we're doing this shoot. The fans know we're doing this shoot. And that plays into this pressure. Like everyone knows this is the night to play well. Mm. Yikes. So, how would you be feeling? Uh, I'm right? nervous, man. Yeah. You know you can do this. Tell yourself you know you can do it. You've done it a lot. Okay. Matt, you can do this. Just do what you always do. Okay. I'm going to go for my run. I'm going to pray. God, if things go horribly wrong, I can laugh at it. If things go well, I'm not going to get cocky. This is for you. This is for your glory. Please help me to do my best and not focus on the wrong things. All right, so here we go. Get back, I'm a little sweaty. I get inside, do the video, hop on stage. And right off the bat, I feel uncomfortable. I'm focused on playing well. I'm trying not to focus on playing well. I'm trying to just focus on having fun. I can't. I just can't snap out of it. And first song ends. Okay, I didn't play that super well, bummer. Next song, oh, I screwed up the opening fill. Are you serious? I don't think I've ever screwed up that fill. Huh. Third song. Okay, third song goes okay. Fourth song, new song, Ancestry. <laughs> <speaks> Snapped my snare rezzo head. Blew it out. So now instead of playing a snare drum, I'm playing a bongo. Ding, ding. Every time I hit the snare. Well, I'm at the beginning of the song. I'm 10 seconds in. So you're like, okay, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. It's okay. I just, I couldn't not get frustrated. I was frustrated. Finish the song. Spencer doesn't have enough time to get up there and switch it. I'm playing another song with a bongo snare. I think, I think I played two. I could be wrong about that. I know I played one, almost one completely with a bongo. But anyway, crazy. You get to the end of the show and you just feel disappointed because you know what you're capable Mm -hmm. of and you didn't deliver. And you did everything the way you always do it. You're aware of how you're supposed to think and feel and what kind of mood you're supposed to be in. And you just couldn't get there. So my caveat to this is... As much as I think it's about getting on stage and smiling and having a good time, and you will play better if you do that, I agree with that. But sometimes I find it's too much mm-hmm. to to get there. I don't actually get to that point. Mm-hmm. I'd call it red light syndrome. Yeah, you know the you you know you're being recorded. Mm-hmm. There's extra pressure. Had I had I not been recorded, I, I think you know who knows. Yeah. Maybe it would have been all the same, but uh, but I don't I don't think so. So I guess here's the advice that I would
0: give based on that story. Yeah. It's you know check yourself before going on getting on the kit, whether it's a performance or a practice or what have you. Check yourself. Just check your emotions. Say, what am I doing this for? How can I reset or recenter in order to get the best experience from this? performance or this rehearsal, this practice, whatever. Um, yeah. Chuck yourself. But then in addition to that, give yourself a break because mm-hmm. you're human and you feel things, you have emotions. And
1: mm.
0: I don't even necessarily think it's a bad thing to use drums as a way to get your aggression out or to mm-hmm. feel uh, more, (laughs) you know, like drumming's a great way for me to, uh, to feel harder (laughs) to, you know, to whatever I'm feeling, to get that out on the kit, to, to, you know, like sink into it almost. Um, so you got to give yourself a break in some ways, but, um, I think it's, it's, uh, important to be cognizant of the fact that, What you're feeling, you know, what your emotions are, what you've experienced prior to that, leading up to that moment is going to affect how you play. And in most cases it will shine through. Um, And that is just because it's actually a kind of a beautiful thing in a way. It's because we're human. (laughs) And um, playing music is... uh, it's, you kind of bare your soul in a way. Um, And so it's, you can't always put up a a curtain or uh, you can't put your armor on when you're playing music. It's, it, it kind of shows what you're feeling and and who you are in many ways for people who are perceptive enough to, uh, to see it. So, so yeah, so check yourself and Also, give yourself a break (laughs) because you're human. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That kind of sums it up for me.
1: Yeah, that's good. I like that. That topic reminds me of a band's, you said, check yourself. I think that's, um, that was a t shirt designed by this band called Butterface (laughs) that we we toured with a long time ago. Mm. I don't think there's still a band, but I like that. (laughs) Check yourself. Yeah 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 it's a hockey term most too. recently check. that term refers to uh me going to that term reminds me of me going to the cabin and there were a lot of ticks and mm. that was a pretty common line that was used yeah check yourself check yourself that's true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: it's actually yeah it's tick season now so Make sure you guys are all uh, checking yourselves <laughs> for ticks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Butterface. That's funny. <laughs> Not a great band name, but uh, there you have it. Yeah. Wonder where that came from. All right. Uh, what's the what's the faith topic? Faith here,
0: topic uh, is also very relevant to me right now, and it is yeah. dealing with stress. Um, mm. I looked back on our hundred episodes. We've never talked about this somehow. Um, Stress? Yeah, we've never talked about it. Wow. Uh, I'm sure we've hit on it in some like small form um, mm-hmm. as it related to another topic that we were addressing. It sounds on, but, stressful.
1: Uh, yeah. It sounds stressful just to go back and look <laughs> at 100 episodes. It's, it was. I, I'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble
0: remembering what we've actually talked about.
1: Yeah, I'm at that and point And I think too. we, uh,
0: recently we did an episode where we actually hit on a topic that we had hit before. And I did go back and try to find the episode that we were, uh, we, that where that where we talked about it. And I think it was like episode two or something like
1: that. <laughs> it was like the second episode
0: oh that we covered it and then we covered it again. So it probably ended up being well, a completely different conversation, you know, four yeah, years I'm later. Sure.
1: I mean, we almost need Shazam at this point like mm-hmm. Shazam for podcasts yeah. It'd be like, okay, have we, have we talked about this before? Yep. I, I don't mind that though. I mean there are only so many things to talk about and we're constantly adjusting our views on things based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you might be listening to this thinking, man, I just started listening to this today or maybe you've been here for three or four years. Yeah. So wild to think that stress has not been one of them. I'll go first with this if it's okay. Or does that stress you out? (laughs) You're good, man. (laughs) It actually makes (laughs) me feel a little bit better. (laughs) There you go. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to wing this. I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about it in a way that's relevant and recent in my life. And then you can talk about all the things that are stressful for you right now. Um, Okay, so stress in my life occurs when I have something that is expected of me and I have to deliver. That's when stress is at its highest in my life. Coming home from tour, having 46 shows, Two one-month chapters with a month off in between. Biggest tour of our career. Having not failed or let anyone down in a significant way. Having taught 134 lessons. Traveled the country. Coming home to a home and a wife uh, and uh, just a family that I feel really grateful to have life feels the opposite of stressful Mm. the reason for that is i've delivered i did what i was set out to do and there aren't any close and upcoming points of pressure in my life everything that's happening around me is more casual and that's what i want to talk about Mm. so is it that everything that's happening is really laid back? Well, no, not really. It's just that compared to what just happened, and having that tour, 46 shows, 134 drum lessons, um, successfully in my rearview mirror, makes me feel like that that well, that's the thing that matters. So all this, not inconsequential, but much less pressure in comparison to that. And that went well. That was good. That's done. That's successful. A plus in your rearview mirror. You did a good job. Sets you up for your future. Take a break. Relax. You did it. Stress comes before that big thing happens, relief comes afterwards. It doesn't mean that there's nothing big or stressful happening right now. It just doesn't seem that way because it's all relative compared to the biggest, hardest, most challenging, highest expectations in my life. So if you're listening to this, think about this. Think about the last big test you had to take or the last big job interview or the last tough conversation or the last family reunion where you have to face a relative that you're not on good terms with or recovering from a car accident or from an illness or making things work financially when you thought you couldn't do it, right? And on the other side of any of those situations, you woke up the next day and you're still here and you got through it. It was, it was resolved and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so relieved. And during the day, if something happens that's stressful, I'd be willing to bet if it was less pressure, less expectations, less push than the thing you just did, it doesn't, it doesn't, put, it, it doesn't stress you out because you have this metric mm-hmm. for it. And so in conclusion, I'd say one piece of advice I try to give to all my students is keep playing drums. Why? Because drums are the hardest thing I've ever done by far. Why is that important? Well, because drums are fun, because it's important to work hard, but because it's important, maybe first and foremost, in my opinion, at this point in my life, to encourage people to push yourself. Hmm. Do something that's hard. Yeah. Really hard. Like the hardest thing you've ever done. If this isn't, if drums aren't, find something else that is. Because when you go to play a game, when you go to play Can Jam and say, can I throw this Frisbee and win this game? That's pretty hard. But in the back of your head, you'll think it's not as hard as that other thing. I got this. When you think about um, weed whacking your property and think, man, it's hot outside. It's going to take me 30 minutes. That's hard, not as hard as that other thing. You can do it, and so it it becomes your baseline for everything. Mm. And instead of shrinking down and backing away from stuff and and feeling stressed out about uh, things you have to do, you're you're like, wait a second, this isn't this actually really isn't that stressful. It's it's actually not that big of a deal. It actually really doesn't even matter. Mm. And what do you do? You actually do it better. It's actually more fun. It's more fulfilling. Um, In closing my part of this dialogue, I think that Satan wins when you lose sight of what's actually going on. And sometimes you lose sight because of stress. Sometimes you lose sight because of fear. Sometimes you lose sight because of um, you having imposter syndrome and feeling like you don't measure up and you're afraid people are going to see you're you're stressed out people are going to see who you see you for who you really are and the the real casualty in that scenario is that you don't get to experience the joy of doing it and the gift of things in your life that unfortunately stress you out and therefore feel like they're taking from you but if you flip it you compare it to actually what's 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 much harder than that thing if you have something like that then it's actually fun mm-hmm. it's rewarding it's not stressful yeah so that's my story and I'm sticking to it <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah ma'am
0: um, that's good that's really good stress for me happens when things begin to seem impossible when whatever I'm trying to do or like you, whatever I'm expected to do, Mm -hmm. seems not just not difficult uh, because difficulty I can deal with. It's when it starts to seem like, okay, now that's, that's a stretch. Like, that's mm. like you're like the expectation is my stretch goal now. That's when mm. I start to feel stress. Um, What's a stretch goal? So, like, I, I think I've talked about it in the past, but like, yeah, the way that have, I, I kind of the way that I lay out that the way that I approach life really, um, or especially like making lists and day to day time management, things like that. I have my um, uh, my goals, which uh, in most cases are goals that I know that I, I can get it done. And if I, if I get this done, I feel productive because this is a goal that, um, is obtainable is doable. And then I have my stretch goal. It's like, Hey, if I'm, if I'm really excelling, if I'm getting through all this stuff, I'm going to try to do even more. And these are my, these are those goals. These are my stretch goals. I don't hold myself to my stretch goals because if I finish my goals, I've done my job. I've, I've done Mm -hmm. a good job. I can't feel bad about not hitting my stretch goals because they were stretch goals. Uh, but if I hit my stretch goals, awesome. I just, I was even more productive than I thought I was going to be. And I feel even better. Um, but as soon as my stretch goals start to become my goals, um, and not mm. necessarily for myself, but for the from the expectations of others. And I'm starting to realize, okay, that is not possible to do in a day. Maybe, maybe I can do it. I will try. <laughs> I will give it my best shot. <laughs> but I don't think I don't know. That's that's gonna be tough. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I start to feel stressed. That stresses um, you out. when mm-hmm. the expectation is set for my for what I feel is unattainable or near impossible. Yeah. Um, hmm, interesting. and, and I've been dealing with a lot of stress recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I've had a lot going on and I think I've, so for, for me recently, I'll just be transparent with all of you guys listening. Um, the thing I've been dealing with is something that I've never dealt with in my life. And that is forgetfulness. Hmm. I have had so much that I've been thinking about. That I've had to manage between work, um, between this this move, the you know the renovation, between just like family, like life, uh, you know, keeping appointments, <laughs> things like that. I've just been forgetting things. Like just things get dropped, and mm-hmm. I am not used to dropping the ball. I'm used to being on top of my game. I'm used to getting yeah. it done. Uh, I'm used to being really reliable and I'm just getting more and more forgetful with everything going on. And so the stress for me recently has actually been derived from uh, just like a lack of self-confidence in myself. Like just mm-hmm. just a lack of, um, like like I wonder, am I capable? Like, uh, okay, I'll Hmm. I'll do this, and I'm saying I'll do it, and it sounds like I can do it. I know, I feel like I can, but will I actually do it? Because I don't know. I might forget about it entirely. (laughs) You know, um, you know. Can I fit (laughs) anything else? Oh yeah. So I rely rely on my calendar. Say
1: you have all that stuff. Yeah, there's
0: just so much going on, and um, so you know just. For a picture of like this past week, um, you know the kids yeah. have been difficult to say the least, just because of um, all this change and yeah, oh, you know, know all the unknown. Yeah, there's so much unknown. Switch up their schedule. No home base there's no routine, um, and so that's been hard. Uh, work has been tough. Um, I just lost a major client, large a uh, large ah. high dollar client. Um, and even Was though- it Griner
1: Kilmer? <laughs> 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 I meant to talk to you about- your, Caleb, your if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you laughed at That's that funny. joke. That's um, for you. We'll tag you so you listen yes, to this yes. one episode. It's been about a hundred episodes since you've listened. <laughs> lost, lost a big client. A good client. Client that, that, sucks, I, that I,
0: you know, uh, really, really liked working with. Um, a lot of money. Uh, which puts stress on the company. And even though it wasn't directly my fault or not entirely my fault, I still take responsibility for it uh, because I'm responsible for that client. I'm, I'm managing that mm-hmm. client. I wanted to exceed, uh, you know, their goals. Their expectations. And in addition mm-hmm. to that, I wanted to uh, show that I could manage uh, this client, you know, to to my company. So that was like a huge stress factor. Um, I woke up like for the first time ever, I woke up like three days straight with like insane anxiety. Like my chest was tight. It was like crazy. Um, I've never experienced that before. Um, And I wanna say that it was just like the job that did that, but I think it was just everything. It was like, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the job, it was the, home renovation that was still in progress it was the impending move and it's like there's deadlines set <laughs> that you have to hit yeah. and I just knew in the back of my mind I can't hit this in a normal eight hour right. day like I will be working until 1am 2am in the morning in order <sighs> to do everything that I needed to do I will be waking up at 6 30 or 7 and working straight through probably not going to take a breather probably not going to eat lunch, you know, like for like it's a just, month. Yeah, exactly. It was just like all I saw and I knew there, like the thing that kept me sane was that I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there is an end to this, the deadline. Yeah, exactly. The deadline seems unattainable. It seems too close, but at the same time after that deadline, it's done. So I just have to get there. And the deadline's coming. And the deadline's coming. coming. Exactly, exactly. So that's ultimately what I can uh, say kept me sane through all of this is just knowing there is an end to this. Um, Had there not been that light I could have gone just insane. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could have, yeah. Like
1: another year of this. Yeah. And you'd be full blown. What if there was like just unknown? Like,
0: who knows when this is going to end? Like, if this is the the pace that I have to keep up, um, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I probably would have like keeled over. But it's, uh, yeah. So, like, uh, there's been a lot of stress recently, um, and it's now kind of coming to a close. Like, Paying things off over the last couple days helped my stress level immensely. Um, You know, finishing the move, getting rid of a house, (laughs) that helped my stress level immensely. Um, The work thing still irks me, Um, but what I'm realizing Mm. is, you know, so if I'm really if I'm really going to boil it down, stress for me is the opposite of peace. If I'm mm. feeling stressed, I am not at peace, hmm. and and that's not good, because peace, for me, is a uh, uh, peace is a fruit of the spirit for one thing, um, and as we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, the what the fruit of the spirit is, spirit is is evidence that the spirit of the mm-hmm. Lord is growing it's it's producing fruit there's evidence of the spirit at work in your life so if I'm not feeling Hmm. peace that's concerning to me because it's like okay where's my center (laughs) what Mm -hmm. what is actually going on here you know if I'm this stressed if I'm this anxious and this is not a knock on anyone that feels stress or anxious like that is something that happens to us as humans, it's something that happens in life, especially, I think, in this country.
1: Um, question for you. Yeah. A dis- uh, clarifying question. Mm-hmm. How much of this do you think is fight or flight? Because A lot of it, yeah. when I think about my job at the band, I remember Jordan Mancino from Esley Dine, formerly of Esley Dine years ago saying, if you do not get up on stage and feel butterflies, and the, he didn't say this exactly, but the sweat on the palm of your hands, increased heart rate, nervous, adrenaline rush, you should go home. Hmm. That's, that's, that is reason to believe you're still supposed to be here. And what I heard him say, I like that. Well, what I, what I take from that today is you care and your body needs to be on and ready for this thing to happen. Hmm. And so I, I think that I don't know that you, that people would call it stress, but I think for me sometimes if I say, "Man, I'm stressed," um, sometimes, oftentimes it's it's a negative thing. But there there are times when it, it seems like stress or maybe what people would classify as anxiety, and it's it's not a bad thing mm. actually. It's it's my body saying, "Okay, you ready? You care about this." You want to do a good job. You ready? Yeah. Hmm. Gear up. Let's go. Get it in gear. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Whereas the negative connotation here, you know, is is obviously terrible for your body, mm-hmm. terrible for your mind. And I think, I think part of it is just this idea of living in co- constant and consistent modes of. This feeling, mm-hmm. whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. it, you yeah. know, call it, call it stress, call it anxiety, call it, call it fight or flight. Yeah. It's like your, your body can't handle that. Yeah. There's no rest. There's no relaxing. There's just constantly gears turning mm-hmm. and, and flipping things over in your brain. Yeah. Like you woke up like, <gasps> right. That feeling's terrible. I, I, I had several nights on this tour, like, that <gasps> cause I just played like crap the previous mm-hmm. night. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what if I do that again? Yeah. And it's like when you do play well and you get that relief, you can you can rest, you can relax. That's what your body wants to do. Right. But until then, for me personally, if it's about touring and drumming, it's about oh, you want to do a good job. Therefore, it's keeping you up at mm-hmm. night because you're scared you won't. Right. Or you're concerned you won't. So I, I think that's an important distinction I want to put in here. Is yeah, is that that's true? You know, my my brother's a nurse practitioner. I talk to him about. What, what it is that he's seen in the country and seen in his patients and a, a lot of it's stress induced mm. like a lot of it That's is stress crazy, induced. wow so tim you can handle this for a time but you know you can't handle this for for long mm-hmm. yeah right like your body's amazing your brain is incredible and you know your limits yeah and, and can you imagine the prison cell you're in if you can't ever get out of this cycle yeah I mean, it's it's part of the reason that financial security is is pretty important, mm-hmm. because if you're not ever able to get out of your debt, yeah, that's just then hanging you, over you. You're constantly living, yeah, it's you're terrible. You're, you're living under this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's terrible, and I and and I I feel for people who have have fallen on hard times or who just don't know how to get out yeah. of a tough situation or, or, or just can't catch a break or can't, yeah. can't find a good job or whatever it might yeah. be funny. Financially. I, I see a lot of yeah, man. stress, and job security but also is a beyond bigger.
0: that, that's a huge one. I remember my last it's, job That's a huge one. that drove me yeah. nuts was just, it didn't matter yeah. how good I did. If I was performing, I was always afraid to lose my job.
1: Oh, and that yeah. was
0: like kind of the pressure that the <sighs> upper management stressful. kind of put on everybody is like, you're never secure. Like you might not yeah. have a job tomorrow, you know, ne- you don't know who knows like if you well, if you underperform, you know it's like it was terrible, it was such it was so toxic um yeah, and it it drove me nuts, it was terrible for my family, it was terrible for me um but uh thank you yeah. know now I'm very thankful for my job, <laughs> and when I think back, yeah, it's like it, oh, yeah, wow, That's if, lots to be thankful if, for there
1: <laughs> if you're in a situation i think a i think a good way to wrap this up for for me. Personally, in my opinion, would be if you have stress in your life, uh, I would encourage you to just write down what it is hmm. that's stressing you out and take a look at the things that you can mitigate, that you can simplify, that you can expedite, that you can solve, resolve, figure out and get rid of those things. Figure them out. Simplify them. You can't afford your house payment. Get a smaller house. You can't afford your car payment get a cheaper car. Your relationship with your significant other, talk and figure it out. Don't, don't keep kicking the can down the road thinking that the stress will go away. Because sometimes the solution is just to change something in your life. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I used to live, I lived at home till I was 24. And my room was a pigsty. It was a nightmare. And when I bought a house, my life changed because now it was mine. And so I became pretty, pretty clean and pretty organized. Well, at home, um, I'm sure it stressed my mom out that I wasn't very clean about anything. And now when I have a house, I, I can see that because I'm pretty clean about things. Well, when there's when there's dishes in the sink consistently because I'm pretty busy, it stresses me out because it's like... I can't get ahead. I can't mm-hmm. have any part of my life that's organized. But when there's something so simple and silly as just a clean sink, it's at least one thing that I can bank on that's like, okay, that's, that's in good shape. Now on to the next room, mm-hmm. right? Okay, my bed's made. That's why Jordan Peterson talks about this. Like, make your bed first thing in the mm-hmm. morning. There are little things you can do to give yourself a pad for the rest of your day. Yeah. N- not, not everything's going to go great. You're not going to meet everybody's expectation, but there are th- certain things in your control. Mm-hmm. And those will help relieve some of that stress. They'll give you this sense of like, okay, I have some things together and I can depend on it. I can depend on them to be there. Mm-hmm. And so my advice would be, you know, don't set a, a lofty goal of figuring out a whole bunch of things. Just figure one out. Like this year, yeah. just just one this year don't don't figure 10 out or one a month that's that's way too much Mm -hmm. just figure one out and one thing that if you said to yourself if if that's not an issue anymore it will be less stressful for me good go after that yeah yeah
0: that's good i think um it's easy to like like for me like it's easy to dwell in the stress sometimes like just to let it Mm -hmm. kind of like avalanche, almost just roll on top of yeah. it, and just it's you know a slippery slope from there. No pun intended. It's like you know, <clears throat> um, <laughs> it, it's really easy <laughs> to to allow that to happen. And I think if you can kind of stop that in its tracks, and just realize that stress itself isn't going to do you any any good. It's not going to necessarily help you solve the problem or help you get to a better place. It's not gonna help you get your head above water. It's like it's like the idea of like drowning, right? When you're drowning, uh, you're panicking. Yeah. And panicking is not going to save you from drowning. <laughs> in fact, no. it's going to make it worse. It's going to
1: speed you're it up. You're gonna start
0: yeah. breathing in more water and you're going to be flailing and you're not actually, you know, but it, it's when they say, when you start to drown, it's like, you have to focus and you have to just get your your head above water. Focus on getting your head above water and taking a deep breath. Like that's and and so I see stress like that because when you're when you're under stress and you're especially when you're really deep in like deep under a bunch of things just hanging over you. It feels like you like you'll never get out. You have to be able to be solution oriented and stress is not Mm -hmm. the solution. So I've found for me recently, it's just like taking a second and realizing that I don't have time to take a second, but I'm taking a second Mm -hmm. for myself to just sit and to take a breath and to refocus and to start trying to knock off these little things. Um, I almost picture like being stuck in like a thorn bush you know, and, and there's no end in sight. It's darkness all around. And I just think about like stopping for one second and just saying, all right, I'm just going to keep chipping away at these thorns. Just keep cutting down mm-hmm. these branches until I start to see the light. Or if I see the light, just keep chip, chipping this down a little bit more and more and more until I get to that end mm-hmm. of the, of you know, get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen when you're it's sitting good. there dwelling in that stress like nothing's Mm -hmm. gonna happen nothing's gonna change you're just gonna be stressed (laughs) so it's like that is kind of the distinction that I've made recently is just that like I recognize this stress there's a reason for it I know why I'm feeling it how do I how do I get out of this and it's taking a deep Mm -hmm. breath and just realizing everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. Um, don't let your mind get to the point where you're like, I just want to end it all. Like, I can't deal with this. I'm done. Yeah. Like that's not, that's, you don't want to let yourself get there. Just be like, right. (sighs) everything's going to be okay. I don't know how yet, Mm -hmm. but it's going to, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And then you can start to think about solutions. As soon Mm. as you admit to yourself, everything's going to be okay. Um, and oftentimes the things that are hanging over you aren't really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know for you to get completely caught up on and for it to de- derail your life like <laughs> just take take a deep breath, yeah I'll be okay.-hmm
1: yeah, now I can focus on that's getting great yeah, that's great mm-hmm. advice. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, thank you, Tim, for coming up with these topics are great yeah. I knew this conversation was going to be awesome based on the fact that it's real and relevant in your life and not just yours mine mine too mm-hmm. I mean in an inverse way, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, some of the most stressful days of my yeah. life waking up at night it's it's hard to do what I just did on tour and don't people don't people don't realize that on the outside, and it's so rewarding and fulfilling when it's done. And I'm excited to look back at this mm-hmm. house episode in a month, and you'd be like, "Wow, that was nuts." Yep. Because it it's gonna happen. You know, maybe not a month, maybe not two months, six months, a year. You're gonna have moments of like, "Wow, this is." life's great right now. It's pretty easy. It's simple. It's, <laughs> yeah, and then it's right. going to get crazy yep. again. And so, so if you're listening to this and you're, you're in the middle of something like Tim, and it's just nuts, hang in there mm-hmm. and uh, maybe rewind this and listen to it a couple more times and, you know, let us know what you think. Um, And if you're like, if you're in a position like me where you just did something, you just got through something and you're um, feeling fulfilled and rewarded for it and then, Great. Soak it in realize that that's the case. Yep. That's right. So Holy Ghost Notes episode 101. Here we are. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our inner circle for supporting us. Uh, you can sign up and support us without the inner circle. We would not be here. That's right. Uh, we don't make money off of this. Tim and I, that is. Uh, we, we pay the bills and um, Tim sends me a Venmo payment that helps cover expenses it's just, it just is what it is. And uh, I love doing this. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I do it. Yep. It's, uh, has never been about the money, but I'm really stoked that we continue to get to do it. And it's because of the inner circle that we can. So if you'd like to sign up, there's several different tiers and incentives, patreon.com slash the inner circle, uh, patreon.com slash Holy ghost. Yes. Yes. Rather. And, uh, follow us on socials, Holy Ghost Notes. If you're a drummer and you have a drum clip you want to send us, please do so. Hashtag Holy Ghost Notes and we'll see it and retag it. And uh, you can write us an email, Matt and Tim at the if you have any questions or comments. Please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or wherever you listen to this. It does really help, especially at Apple Podcasts. Uh, We'd really appreciate the five stars. Yeah thank you all for listening and tracking with us.
0: If you have any uh, comments, like Matt said, uh, hit us up. Love to hear what you have to say about these topics in particular um, now that we've completed this episode. And um, yeah, honored to be doing this still in the triple digits oh. at this point. It's
1: amazing. It's, yeah. So
0: cool. It's a privilege.
1: So. And an honor. A privilege and an honor. And on that note, I'm delighted. <laughs> it's delightful. Let's get some sleep. Three, two, one. Beep.